writing a text that will never be answered. Deep down, you know, the response will be silence. Yet you write it, and you send it. Out there to this person you love, into the void, maybe your own. They will read it, make it their own, and choose to ignore it, to ignore you. So, you pour your heart into it. You have no other choice, you know. You do the gesture, weighing each word, typing them on your phone. Every word you choose matters. You reread a thousand times your spilled out heart, over and over. You put your finger on that blue arrow. It is gone. It is no longer yours. Congratulations. You just wrote a piece of fiction. Welcome back into my night. This is Janan Marashligil. I am hosting these night talks, a dreamer's night talks, as this podcast is called, to share with you some thoughts, dreams, things I like. Like this poem I wrote. Um, a few months ago, which I thought was quite relevant, actually, in these times when we're all on our phones all the time, which is one of the main means of communications we have uh, currently to stay connected with our loved ones. And sometimes, I'm sure it happens to many of you as well, there is a specific loved one we want to reach. And sometimes we build stories in our imaginations, relations, love stories in our own imaginations. And this is a poem I had written at a time like that, when one love story was more alive in my imagination than in reality. Which isn't that bad when you think of it. At least in my imagination, I can turn it into what I want. <laughs> But I wanted to share that specific poem also with you because sometimes in our solitude we do come up with quite incredible stories for ourselves. And I wanted to celebrate actually the importance of those stories, even if we don't share them with the world, but only with ourselves. The power of our own imagination and what it allows us to feel and the emotions that we allow ourselves to really live and experience, despite of what happens in the outside world, despite of what happens around us in our environment, and also regardless of how other people react to our own emotions. And I'm talking about staying true to what we feel and staying true to ourselves first. This is what I'm trying to do, but it is not always a success, of course, because reality sometimes hits hard. But sometimes it may also surprise you. And this also links to something I've posted earlier on Instagram about how tired I felt of connecting through screens all the time. And like today was... Um, Eid, so Bayram, the end of Ramadan. And we had a Zoom 
celebration with the family. So I had my family connecting from Istanbul and from Brussels, and I'm based here in Amsterdam. And we had these really funny and nice meet-up to celebrate. And it was nice to connect, but it also made me feel how tired I was to look at the screen, to look at my loved ones through a screen. Although without that screen and without that connection, without that online connection we have right now, I probably wouldn't be able to make it through this crisis like many of us. So on the one hand, I am thankful for its existence. While on the other, every time I look at the screen, I feel, oh my God, I can't look at the screen yet again. And this is why tonight I wanted to pick up the mic again and to share a few of these thoughts. And one of the things that also keeps me energetic and keeps me hopeful is the work I produce. And I have been looking at my archives and trying to catalog and categorize the work I've done so far and see how I can share more of it in a more engaging and more intelligent and sensible way with more people, despite the lack of the possibility of meeting and performing right now, which is one of the things I miss most. And maybe that's why I chose to read one of my texts starting this third episode of the podcast. And maybe this is something I'll continue doing more, you know, every podcast, maybe I'll start with one of my own works. Because I, I just like to share what I do. And I always hope it touches you. And so I've been looking at all, everything I've built so far, everything I've been creating so far, and that gives me strength. It really gives me strength to continue and not, not lose hope, because even if now I cannot really connect the way I want with the people I love and, and the readers I want to reach and the audiences I, I really wish to, to reconnect again, creating work and putting it online. And this is really uh, one of the extraordinary ways I have to, to share my work, whether it's through social media, on Instagram, Facebook, on my website, through this podcast. There are many, many ways where I can really interact with different audiences. I still miss really the, the physical interaction, for instance, that I have in workshops. And I, I've been thinking a lot about the online possibilities of, of, of having this engagement, which is, I'm, which is possible. I'm not saying it is not, but there is something very specific about the creation of um, spaces where people can really express themselves freely, which happens on a physical, closed, smaller space uh, and that is more difficult to do online, especially when you, you touch on subjects that are more sensitive, more personal, more intimate, more political. And this is something, for instance, I've been trying to, to think about a lot. Also as, a, as an editor at the, the literary festival, and uh, we've been thinking a lot about, okay, what kind of events we're going to do. This is something I already touched on, on in episode two of the podcast. And the other day I've, I've seen lots of events uh, advertised from cultural institutions and events about very intimate subjects inviting uh, audiences to participate online and to share their own stories. And I was like, okay, it's nice to create a space for people to be able to join, but how do you make sure it's a safe space? How do you make sure 
people can really express themselves freely on very personal subjects and very sensitive subjects. And let's not forget that certain groups are more vulnerable than others. How do we as cultural institutions, as editors working for cultural institutions or festivals or event organizers, how do we make sure we create those spaces where people can still participate, engage and express themselves freely? This is the major question I, I am currently also busy with. And to link it back to this, this world we're currently stuck in, um, which forces us to share everything via screens and, and online. Because right now we don't have much of a choice. So how do we do this intelligently and in a sensitive manner? And how do we keep also in touch? So these were the things I wanted to touch on tonight. All the paradoxes it comes with, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, on the one hand, you hate your screen. And on the other, you're like, oh, I couldn't live without my screen. It's like me, how, how would I reach you now with this podcast if I didn't have these connections? So these are all paradoxes that are quite interesting and that, uh, they are worth uh, looking into more deeply and trying to find solutions really for all of us to create spaces where we can basically share, create work, make work, produce work, share it, and also create narratives and create discourses collectively where everyone can actually have a voice that is respected, heard and properly published and reaching audiences in a sensitive and intelligent manner. I don't have all the answers. I really don't. And as you can see, I'm just taking the mic at night. It's late again. It's midnight. And I'm just sharing thoughts uh, as a stream of consciousness. I don't even edit these, these episodes, as you know. So <laughs> you just, I just go with the flow. But yeah, this is the beginning, I hope, of an interesting discussion. Maybe we could have continue having maybe on, on social media. Thank you again very much for listening. It's really a blast to always welcome you into my night. This was a Dreamer's Night Talk hosted by me, Janan Varashligil. Have a good night.